0: Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by SIP Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I'm back with my co-host, Jack Vandermutter. Welcome back, Jack.
1: What up, what up? I'm so excited to be back on this podcast talking about the Browns after that great week four.
0: Yeah, so today is our Browns update special, but before we get into that, we have a quick message from our sponsor, Manscaped. Support for the Hottest Take Sports Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-belt waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience.
1: Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HTSP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code manscaped.com. They got all sorts of stuff, anything from mints that just cost a couple of bucks all the way up to a full grooming set. Um, It helps us out a ton. And again, thank you for Manscaped for partnering up with us.
0: Yeah, thank you, Manscaped. All right, let's hop into our show, Jack. The Browns played the Cowboys this weekend, and they got a huge win on the road.
1: Yeah, it was a huge win for the Browns. Uh, they didn't make it easy. They made it a classic Browns game at the end there. But they were up 41-14 going into the fourth quarter, finished the game 49-38. But it was a huge win, statement, statement win for the Browns, and I think... Sitting at three and one for the first time since two thousand and one, the Browns were feeling good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the last time that we've sat at three and one after the first four games of the season. Uh, Coach Stefanski said it best; he divides the season into four different quarters, and the fact that the Browns went three and one in the first quarter is real good, Jack.
1: Yeah, it's great, and you know, I mean, you say like you don't remember time the Browns have been three and one. It's because literally in my entire lifetime that I remember, obviously I was two years old the last time, Browns turned 3-1, so this is the first time the Browns have actually given me a reason to be hopeful, and we're going to get into some of those reasons, uh, because there's a whole bunch of them right now.
0: Yeah, so In my opinion, Jack, the Browns can keep up with any offense in the NFL. I mean, kind of besides the Chiefs or the Ravens at this point, just because, I mean, we haven't played the Chiefs yet and we saw what the Ravens did, but this offense is electric. I mean, Dak put up 500 yards, and we still outscored them and put up 49.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the third game in a row where we scored over 30 points. And to nobody's surprise, it really starts with the running game. They've been ridiculously good. Honestly, the best in the NFL. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone necessarily. But the offensive line is doing its job. The running backs are doing its job. Baker's doing his job protecting the ball and really being, I don't say game manager, but really just putting the Browns in a position to win. And, and yeah, I mean, the Browns offense looks very much legit.
0: Yeah, this is the first time since 1968 the Browns have put up three consecutive games of 30 or more points, which is absolutely crazy to think about. But in this make-or-break game for the Browns, they pulled out with the win, even though the defense kind of collapsed at the end. This isn't a great defense, Jack.
1: No, I mean, look, it's good that they were able to hold the Cowboys to 14 points in the first three quarters, but definitely, I mean, you, see, you saw a lot of the lapses in that fourth quarter, and granted, you know, everyone was gassed. It's the end of the game. They're tired. They've been working for the first three quarters relentlessly. But, yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely some holes in this defense, and that's our weakest point, um, no doubt. But with that said, I think there are some bright spots, too, that we'll get into later, especially on that defensive line.
0: I just wanted to say that the Cowboys suck, and we're actually America's team. I mean, yeah, they, they just aren't good. They're one and three. <laughs> and roll brownies right now the browns are third in the division which is the best division in all of nfl i mean it kind of sucks that we're three and one and we're third jack but we still have a playoff spot right now
1: right and we're in it that's what matters really especially this year like we can't with the steelers and ravens in our division if we were to start even two and two that's putting us significantly behind pack and i just want to go back to like the fact that I think this was such a big win for the Browns because if we can beat the Cowboys, that gives me confidence that we can beat these other like mid teams, kind of like the Colts, the Raiders, Texans, Titans, like even the Steelers for that matter. Like I think the Browns can truly say to themselves and truly believe it wholeheartedly that they're a better football team than some of these teams, and they're going to go out there and they're going to show that. So yeah, so three and one, I'm loving that and again that that's just going to we're just going to have to play our best football if we want to have a chance in this division.
0: Right, and like we said before, one of the biggest factors that has pushed us to 3 and 1 Jack is our rush attack, which ranks first in the NFL right now with 818 yards, first in yards per carry at 5.9, which is like crazy because that only usually happens in college. First in touchdowns with 8, first in 20-yard runs or more with 11, and first in first down rushes with 42. So these running backs are unstoppable.
1: And, and really that is so important because you, you see this kind of trend that was moving away from, from the running backs these last few years. But teams like the Ravens and the Titans, like these teams who have run the ball at a significantly higher rate than they've passed the ball, not significantly higher rate, but at, at a higher rate, they've had a lot of success and I think it really allowed you to, to take the pressure off the rest of your team when you're keeping the other team's offense off the field and you're just jamming the ball down their throat with, with these guys like Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, obviously getting injured, but even Dearness Johnson stepping up. So when you can do that, it's just you're any decent is going to have a hard time with that.
0: Plus, right, like when you get the lead too, when you're a rush-heavy team, you're draining the clock. There's not much that the other team can do if you're continually getting first downs with these backs. And like you said, Nick Chubb is now hurt. He's out for several weeks with an MCL injury, and he was placed on the IR. What impact does this have on the team, Jack?
1: Look, I mean, when you lose a player like Nick Chubb, there's obviously going to be consequences and repercussions. However, the Browns are very fortunate in that they have a guy in Kareem Hunt who you know, just a couple of years removed from being a top five running back in this league and has played like a top five running back in this league for the Brown. You know, Kareem Hunt has been dominant rushing for 275 yards and three touchdowns and also in the receiving game with 42 yards and two touchdowns. And then also Dearness Johnson who looked pretty dang good given the given the opportunity um, against the Cowboys with 13 rushes for 95 yards. He was super efficient, um, really showed a lot of quick bursts and honestly probably the reason he's probably he's showing why he made third on the depth chart
0: yeah Dearness was a guy that we highlighted in in our preseason special as uh roster spot decision and he really stepped up versus the Cowboys I mean he looked great 13 rushes for 95 yards that's crazy for a guy in his first game and then you have Kareem Hunt who's obviously going to take over that starting role and he has over 275 rush yards this year and three touchdowns but the thing with Hunt is he can get it done in the receiving game, too. He has 42 yards and two touchdowns receiving. So he's just so dual threat that, yes, it does hurt. You said there's going to be consequences with losing someone like Dick Chubb. But the Browns are so, so fortunate enough to have a top 10 running back, in my opinion, Cream Kareem Hunt on this roster.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I, I want to quickly mention, too, and we'll get into it more, but how big the offensive line has been in helping this run game being established. They have, according to PFF, the number one run-blocking offensive line through four weeks. Um, and, and players like Wyatt Teller, J.C. Treder, Jack Conklin, Joel Batonio, and even Jedrick Wilson had his moments where he's really stepped up and created some space. So all, a lot of credit to the running backs, no doubt, but this offensive line has really stepped up from last year in, in allowing this run game to be established, you know, Talent can only do so much when you have a bad offensive line. So I think this offensive line playing the way it has been has been really maybe the most important
0: change that the Browns have had from last season to this season. Right, and as good as their run blocking has been, their pass blocking has been pretty out of this world too for, for the Browns. Like Baker had no confidence left last year when his offensive line just couldn't protect him at all. And now, Baker has that great protection that he needs, and look who's also flourishing in this offense, his wide receivers.
1: And you see that too with his turnovers. He's been a lot better in that regard. Still some throws that I'm sure he'd like to have back, but it really just allows Baker to have the confidence more than anything. When when you're getting destroyed in the pocket every time, you're never gonna be confident on any throw or any play you're really making. Um, and he, you can even see that with the amount he's scrambling. I mean, he started out the season just still looking kind of like his old self, just running out of the pocket even when production was good. But he slowly kind of started to step up a little bit and, and trust his offensive line. Not that, and again, he's still, you know, escaping the pocket quite a bit. But at the same time, Stefanski likes when he does that because um, Baker's has a tremendous ball when he's on the run. With that said, though, the pass blocking has been huge because it, it opens up the field. I mean, it it, it all is a, is, is a system, right? Like, if you have, and it all kind of works together, if you have a pass game that's working, your run game going to work. If your run game is working, your pass game's going to work. If your offense is working, your defense is going to work. So it all kind of comes goes hand in hand. And I think the Browns, what they were kind of trying to do last year is kind of like finally coming to fruition this year.
0: Right, and... Obviously, there was added pieces, especially with the offensive line. But this is also Coach Stefanski and his staff stepping up. Guys like Bill Callahan. I mean, it's, there's just so many pieces yep. that were missing last year that are finally here. And now you see all of these puzzle pieces getting put together. And this team being the team that all of this hype was about. And talking more about hype, you see a player like Odell Beckham Jr. with 154 total yards this past Sunday and three touchdowns, Jack. I mean, it just looked like he had a step up on all of these Cowboys' DBs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for the first time, and most Browns fans can attest to this, like it looked like the Odell Beckham Jr. that we thought we were getting when we traded for him. I mean, he just looked explosive and quick, making plays out of nothing. You know, obviously, that that last 50-plus yard run that he had, he looked dangerous on that run. And I think that's huge because, again, confidence too, like, when the Browns are winning and people are putting up stats and getting accolades, just the entire morale of that team is gonna be up. You know, I think that Odell the the Jarvis to Odell throw, that play alone, might have opened up a tremendous amount of possibilities just because I think that was a hurdle that the Browns had to get over and I think it was like almost like a mental thing for them. Like as soon as that happened, it just looked like they were having fun.
0: Yeah, and a couple things regarding Odell. The first thing, like we already mentioned, is his speed, Jack. I mean, he he just looked like that fast Odell who was in New York, who came out of LSU, who ran that 4-3 at the Combine. I just love seeing his speed back. The second thing is Coach Stefanski getting creative with this offense, that pass from Jarvis to Odell. Odell taking that jet sweep to the end zone. I mean, you guys have, you have the pieces and you saw Freddie try to do it and these plays just failed, but now they're finally succeeding and the Browns are looking a little pretty with these plays. And the third thing that I want to mention is that it was really positive to me how different all of Odell's touchdowns were. The first one was a typical wide receiver route, him making a big play. The second one was a target in the red zone where he was able to go up one-on-one and get the ball. And then the third one was just a creative, creative play where he was able to use his speed and go score that fifty yard touchdown, Jack.
1: Yeah, I mean in Jarvis Landry too, like both our both of those duos have really looked good. Jarvis Landry's really excelled on third down and being that reliable target that we knew we had. Um, and then if, if Odell can continue, you know, playing like he did last game. I mean that it's just so dangerous when you have a guy that can make something out of nothing, and then a, I think they just they balance each other so well. Is ultimately what I'm trying to say, and I just think if that if that can continue down the road, and granted, you know Dallas had a has a very bad pass defense, but if that can continue even to a certain extent, they, um again going back to the offense, I mean this offense can hang. It's just about anything.
0: Yeah, and it has to do with confidence too, Jack. Like, this can only help even though, like we both, or like you said, the Cowboys' DBs are awful. I mean, Austin Hooper got his first touchdown. Odell goes and scores three touchdowns. Jarvis made some really big plays. Like, this can only help the Browns in the long run because, I mean, obviously there's been confidence issues maybe with some of these guys just because they weren't getting the receptions, targets, and touchdowns that they usually are expected to get.
1: And, yeah, I mean, and I, that, that brings me back to the point I've of made is that, like, I think that was such a big make-or-break game because the confidence, like, moving forward, if we lose that game, like, I think the, that's a, such a defeating loss. That's such a, you know, they're like, oh, dang, we can't even hang with the Cowboys. The, the fact that they can go out there, score 49 points, beat the Cowboys, and everyone's eating, again, confidence, I just think that's going to carry on throughout the entire season. I think that was mean enormously big win, and not only just a win, but the way we did it, too.
0: Yeah, especially when you're doing it on the road versus a storied team like the Cowboys, too. Yep. So, moving on, Jack and I use a service called Pro Football Focus. You probably hear us talking about it all the time. We use it all the time in our tweets. They grade players weekly and give them grades according to how they play, how they block, their receptions, their touchdowns. And there's been a certain amount of Browns players who have been getting really good grades, Jack.
1: Yeah, so some of the notable PFF grades through four weeks in, of the 2020 season, Wyatt Teller, the offensive guard who came over from Buffalo last year, has ranked first among guards and has been absolutely dominant. I, PFF put out a tweet actually highlighting Wyatt Teller today. I think he has, since 2006 when they started grading, he has had the highest guard grade through four weeks of all time. Um, and if you watch him, I was singling out a couple offensive linemen to watch on certain players last week, and he was just down. Um, I mean, he's, I think he's every bit of that grade, um, and that's been enormous. Another guy on the offensive line, J.C. Tretter, who's been doing this for years now, it comes as no surprise, but he's ranked second among centers. Jack Conklin, the new addition from Tennessee, sixth among offensive tackles. And then Joel Batonio, who has been a, a staple of this Browns offensive line for many years now, is ninth ranked among guards. So, four of our top, of our five starting offensive linemen are ranked in the top 10. Uh, and that the, the one guy who, who isn't is obviously Jadrick Wills, who, you know, is a rookie and is just starting out and I think has shown flashes of greatness. So, really does put a lot of confidence to see the offensive line playing so well.
0: Right. And on the other side of the ball, The Browns have had two of their younger but better players step up and earn higher grades. Miles Garrett, for example, is third ranked among defensive ends. And Miles has just been an absolute beast, Jack. I mean, he has two sacks in each of his last two games. And the biggest thing with Miles that he always talks about is forced fumbles. In the past two games, he's had two strip sacks. And, I mean, last game he even recovered his own strip sack. But that's the best thing that you can do as a defensive lineman. I think he calls it like the holy trio or something where you sack the quarterback, you strip it, and then you recover it. But even if he's just stripping Mm -hmm. it, that's more than what the Browns need and that's more than what they can ask for. And he's done that in two straight weeks. And
1: and, if you were watching that game, too, like when when he made that strip sack, that really changed the momentum of the game because the Cowboys were actually looking pretty solid. They were were up 14-7. Early on, and two turnovers in a row, one being obviously the Miles Garrett strip sack, really swung the momentum. And that play alone could have potentially changed the entire outcome of that game.
0: Yeah, and then the other one was by Aderson DeHa, one of the Browns' most (laughs) amazing players. And moving on to another defensive player is Denzel Ward, who's fifth among corners. I mean, just just watching him, he's looked great, Jack. He's he can cover anyone, and then he had that game salient interception at the end of the last game when Dak yep. led them down to the red zone.
1: Exactly, another guy who could just make impact plays is Denzel Ward. Obviously, the size continues to kind of be—I don't want to say an issue because he's been playing great, but uh, he saw when he got trucked by that tight end on that one uh, on that one play late in the game. But yeah, he's been great and really continuing to show what he is worthy of being a top one in this league
0: yeah it's just great to see him play up to his potential and actually be healthy too because he's just an amazing player and the last person that we had on defense was malcolm smith and he's ranked 13th among linebackers but this one was really interesting to us just because he was a late signing in training camp jack comes on late um, and really steps up in
1: place of guys like Mac Wilson and in our, in our beat-up linebacker crew. He's been playing pretty well. He won Super Bowl MVP with the Seahawks a few years back when they went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy, he's been around the league but is really kind of meshing really well and finding his chemistry quickly with this Browns defense who needs him more than ever.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the Browns linebackers like B.J. Goodson and Sione Takitaki, Specialized versus the run. And that's where Malcolm Smith has taken a big step up for the Browns. He has a grade of 73.3 per PFF of a coverage grade. And this ranks eighth among 66 linebackers who qualify for this. So this is huge for the Browns because they needed someone who could cover running backs, someone who could cover tight ends. And Malcolm Smith has taken a big role in doing this.
1: I look forward to seeing if he can keep that going. But just quickly, two other grades I want to get to. Kareem Hunt, 8th among running backs. We talked about him. It doesn't come as much of a surprise there. And then Andy Janovich, who came over from the Broncos, our fullback, is ranked first among fullbacks. So you can never underestimate the power of the fullback.
0: Oh, yeah. The yavinator he's the absolute force for this run game, Jack. <laughs> Talking more about the run game, Jack, how big of an impact has the Browns' offensive line coach slash offensive line guru bill callahan had on this o-line success
1: i think it's i mean you could never really be 100 sure when you're not there at the practices seeing what's going on but i mean it's hard to say that he hasn't had a pretty big impact just with the amount of new pieces that we have like okay so Keller was here last year but he's taken a massive step up kind of out of nowhere that could definitely be credited to callahan in certain regards obviously he's worked hard and had a great off season. but that you, you've got Conklin who never played a snap for the Broncos before this year who's been playing great you've got you know Jedrick Wills who has had his struggles but you know being a rookie and moving over from uh, right tackle to left tackle is no doubt going to be a struggle he's you know been pulling his weight for the most part and just all sorts of line in total has been, been fantastic so I think he's had a pretty big impact along with many other coaches. But, I mean, yeah, again, you can't underestimate how how big of an impact he's had.
0: Yeah, he's had a huge impact. Some of these guys have totally stepped up huge, like Teller. I like how you brought that up. I mean, before the year started, we were wondering if Teller would even start at guard. And he's just taken this position and totally ran Uh with it. And another thing with Callahan is he has the resume. Like, wherever he's gone, he's produced good offensive linemen. Like, back when he was with the Jets, Nick Nick Mangold was there. DeBrickishaw Ferguson was an absolute beast. Then he goes to the Cowboys, and you know how good their offensive line always is with guys like Tyron Smith, who Miles Garrett had a heyday with. And then you go to the Redskins, and you see someone like Trent Williams there. I mean, everywhere the guy goes these great offensive linemen seem to get produced, get coached up by Callahan. So I think he's honestly had a big, big impact on this offensive line. I mean, obviously these guys are talented, and you've seen them do well in other places in the NFL, like J.C. Tretter with the Packers or Conklin with the Titans. But, I mean you're seeing these players that we really just haven't seen before, like Wyatt Teller and you're seeing Joel Batonio play awesome. And even Jedrick Wills is having a great start to his young career.
1: Yeah, and I, like you said too, like yes Conklin has had the head in Tennessee and in these other places, but when you come over from a new team and with this limited offseason that's had the fact that he's been able to pick up so quick and, and fit so well with this line cannot go without some credit to Calvin.
0: Um, it, it definitely so, says so, something about his coaching.
1: Yeah. So the last question I want to get to real quick, and I obviously it's been four weeks. Um, I don't, I'm not we're not trying to make any overreactions or anything, but you know through four weeks the Browns are three and one. Is
0: is Coach Stefanski legit? Is he the future? So the first week versus the Ravens, I feel like we should honestly give the Browns like a rain check on that game. Just because I mean everyone looks shaky. Coach Defasky looked shaky. Baker looked shaky. The whole team did. Even Odell had that big drop and everything. Everyone was freaking out. Mary Kay Cabot had to start her trade rumors. And like <laughs> For real though, like I, I think after that week one game is when we should start kind of analyzing the Browns. Obviously you gotta put that in. But After that, Coach Stefanski has looked legit, Jack. He's looked great. His play calling has been so much better. And obviously, there's so much more for him to prove. I mean, it's only been four games. So it's hard to say, like, if this team is going to, like, go far and if he will be a great coach down the road. But so far, so good. That's all I got to say.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Again, it's impossible to say if he's going to be legit. And I do, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here. You know, with Minnesota, he had those games against better opponents where that offense kind of flopped, right? And we saw that with the Ravens. Again, week one, obviously a lot of new pieces coming in. I didn't really, I don't think many people expected us to win that game. But yes, I'm willing to give a rain check on that. But, But I would like to see Stefanski continue to show up against some better defenses. The last three defensive defenses that we have faced, um, have not been good. I mean, I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. They have not been good. The Browns did what I hoped the Browns would do, and Stefanski has stepped up and done every bit of his job there. But um, I definitely would like to see Stefanski go against a tougher opponent. But yeah, like you said, I mean, he's done just about everything you can really ask for in his first four weeks outside of that Ravens game. And, and I think he's the leader that the Browns needed because it really feels like this team is won for the first time in ever.
0: Yeah, and you'll definitely see the Browns go against two more legit teams these next two weeks, in the Colts who are definitely a solid team, and then versus the Steelers who arguably have one of the best defenses in the league. So, I, I think and,
1: I, and honestly, I want to just poke in right here, like the Colts defense has been very underrated like this season they've they've been really good too. So, I think not only the Steelers defense who is arguably the best defense in football, but The Colts defense, too, will be a solid test to see how we can do. I do expect that game to be lower scoring. I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns didn't get to that 30 point mark again. But, yeah, I like that that you brought that up
0: because these next two games are going to be big for for Stefanski and this offense. All right. So the Browns have a big, big schedule coming down the road. You got the Colts, you got the Steelers, you got the Bengals, you got the Raiders. And then you'll probably be hearing from Jack and I again about the Browns. Super happy that we got to record this kind of
1: reaction to Week Four, and in one game, really that I'm the most excited for is that Steelers because I think we really, if we want to have a chance to make the playoffs, not I mean, and obviously to can get there without doing this, but I I would love to split that those games the Steelers at least win one of those games. that I think that would be huge. So that Steelers game, we'll probably have another episode coming out soon after that one, and again, I'm I'm very excited that we were able to talk some Browns and, and that. For the first time, the Browns have given us something to talk about.
0: So, Of course, it was a great time, Jack. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Always, always. And we will see y'all
0: next time. Peace. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Big Bad Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Make sure you all go give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the hottest underscore take pod. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Also make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again y'all and see you next time.